I'm Kellogg. Oh my. Shreya. Flynn. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Previously, you all had ventured down from high atop the mountains where a temple to the old gods resided. You guys filled these necklaces with sacred water and said goodbye to your new friend, Seeker. As you guys headed down the mountain, you guys encountered a cyclops and his pet mountain goats, these massive creatures that immediately trampled you before you were able to defeat them. But not before a wild magic surge went off from Oma creating a fog cloud billowing out. You guys ended up making your way down the rest of the mountain and into a a small little town where you guys gave your horses over to a stable hand and walked over to the town's temple, a sort of general temple for the new gods, where you guys hoped to find someone who could remove this curse from Flynn and remove these horns as as you had seen the previous night, Flynn was taken over and you guys hadn't even realized it. So, with that, you guys walked into the temple. You guys saw a, uh, another companion who you had come across on the road, a gnome who had a curious little copper band over the top of his head. And as he recognized you and walked over to you and gave you some strange answers, he melted into goop on the floor, leaving only a pile of what seems to be this clay-like substance and the copper band over his head. You guys look forward as this happens and see the old dwarven man who he was speaking with in the temple look over and say, What the fuck are you guys doing? What the fuck was that? Um, I don't... We we don't have the slightest idea, sir. Did you do something to him? I didn't fucking do anything. Uh, I was just speaking with him. What the fuck did you do? Um, yeah, I don't think you should talk like that in a temple. He seems to have had some kind of uh, attack that has left him, and I'm gonna kneel down to the... The goop? Can I? Okay. Is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, make a nature check for okay. me. <laughs> nature. Uh, eleven. Eleven. It looks like clay. Clay. Looks like like watery clay. Yeah. I'm going to. Uh. Dip a finger in. And, and scoop up a, a bit of it and just show it <laughs> to this dwarf. And they're like, I don't know any person that can do this to a gnome. Um. Do you? Was he made of clay? I don't know. He just came in and started speaking with me. 
Gross. What was he speaking to you yeah. about? He was speaking to me about, you know, different magic things. And he walks over and from the corner, he grabs a little mop that was sort of <laughs> up in the corner. And he goes, oh, now I got to clean this up. <laughs> and he walks over to you guys and he sort of starts mopping at it. I'm going to take a little glass vial out of my bag and just put some of the clay in there. <laughs> Which is what I scooped up with my hand. Um, can, before he mops that up, can I grab the copper thing that was around his head? Yeah, for sure. Oh. Um, does it, what does it look like? It looks like a thin copper band in a U-shape that would perfectly fit around the top of his head and sort of come down towards his temples. Is there any writing or anything on it? No, there is not. Um, can I put it on? <laughs> yes, you can. Um, as you put it on, uh, it's probably just about the same size <laughs> for you, um, but it's kind of an awkward fit. It looks like it was custom fit to his head. Um, it's a cold piece of metal. I'm going to put my hands up on it on uh, and touch the U-shape on my head and say, Hello? Can anyone hear me? Hello? No answer. I'm gonna. Do I? Do we recall where? Um, he was looking when he was he was talking to some something we couldn't see, right? He, where, where was he looking? He was sort of looking in a general space just beyond your shoulder. I'm gonna look back over my shoulder. <laughs> is there, is there anything right. there? <laughs> There's nothing there. Oh. How do Did I you all know this man? People? He seemed to know you as as you walked in. Um, oh, I don't know. We didn't really know him. We just met him. We were traveling in the same direction, and we were both coming here. Um, but we didn't know him. Know him? Oh no! Where's his bug? Shrye's just been panting in shock this whole time. I thought I had such a good read on him. He seemed like what? such a nice fellow. Shrya, where did his bug go? I don't know. I- oh Hold my on. goodness! Is the bug all alone now? I'd been meaning to ask that bug a few questions. Um, DM, <laughs> did did he yeah. disappear with the bug? You guys don't see the bug. Oh, no! no! you guys didn't see the bug as you approached. We have to find him! I don't even know this man. What? What, what was the context Wait, no, of your... no, his bug's name is Gary, and we have to find him. He's probably all alone. But, Alma, we have other matters that are... Uh, pretty pressing. Right. Right, but he's probably all alone in the world now. Sorry, I don't mean to interject, but could you just move your foot? I got it. Oh, There's uh, a yes, little bit of uh, goop. Oh, sorry. Right, right here. Do, um... Thank you. Do, do I see another mop, uh, mop or broom to help? <laughs> <laughs> Make a perception <laughs> check. All right. Man. Not good. I rolled a two, so probably not. No, but your hands would be more than <laughs> enough to scoop it up. Um, as he's cleaning, um, I'll walk up and start <clears throat> pushing with my feet and like kind of using my feet as kind of um, <laughs> like a like, I don't know, like a way to put it all together and attempt to help him. And I'll and I'll 
pipe up. Hi! <laughs> I get this part of me. Uh, I'm Flynn Fellowweave, um, by the way. What, what, what's your name? Hayfried. Hey? F- they call me Hayfried. Hayfried. Got it. Well, again, I'm Flynn Fellowweave, and I'm, uh, and I'll, I'll look to, uh, Kellick, and I'll give him, like, a little smile and a little wink. Flynn? And I'm part of the Agents of Repair, and I'll point to the group. Nice to meet you. And I'll hold my hand out. Nice to meet you too. And he reaches his hand out. And uh, as he does, um, you see like these, he's an old dwarven man. You can see these well-weathered hands. Um, And as he sort of shakes your hand firmly, um, the ornaments and the golden um, um, jewelry in his beard and in his hair sort of shakes and and jingles a little bit um, as he firmly shakes your hand. Good to meet you. I'll say that in Dwarvish. <laughs> Good to meet you, too. Um, oh, well, it doesn't seem like my feet are doing too much. Is there a way that I, you might have another room I can help you? I can help you out. Uh, uh, there's a couple over in the corner. I'll go over and grab one. Start helping him. Um, okay. excuse me, Mr. Hayfried? Yeah, what can I do for you? Um, this is all really sudden. Um, yeah, our friend, our me. friend becoming clay. Um, what did he want? He was asking me about magic. What about magic? Nothing quite in particular, but just how I use it and sort of the things that come from it. You use magic? I used to. Oh, you don't Not like to use it anymore? I just don't practice anymore. Oh, why? I I sort of gave it up. Bad habits and all. Magic is a bad habit? I was... The way I was using it was bad habits. Oh. uh, Things I don't want to be doing anymore. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I see. What sort of magic was he asking you about? Can you be any more... Specific? I, I don't want to well, pry, but... No, not at all. He uh, he came in, and he was sort of asking me about how I learn how to do what I can do. And I just told him I, you know, years of reading and, and practice, really, um, sort of came to me pretty well in my younger days. But, uh, and then I told him, you know, the mind wears thin, and I haven't been uh, using it very much since and he was taking notes the entire time he seemed very astute I don't know exactly who he was but um, that seemed to be sort of what he was doing is just finding out how I use magic Alma Triad did he do the same with you did he ask you no no he didn't ask me at all about magic but I also didn't tell him that I could do it because I I can't I don't know anything about magic but what did he ask you or what did you talk about? Well, I asked him if he knew anybody who could, um, who could, um, remove things from somebody we know. You just seemed to be in a rush when I talked to him. You didn't, like, you needed to get somewhere very quickly. And, uh, I didn't have time to, uh, Miss Gary. And I'm going to go out the door. Um, and I'm going to look around and see if I can 
spot this bug anywhere. <laughs> All right. Um, um, either make a nature or perception check for me. Raya. Uh, uh, yeah, 19. Uh, 19. Okay. Um, as you go out of this temple, um, you sort of look off and just around the corner of the temple, you can see a leather strap sort of jutting out. And as you walk around the corner, you can see right there on the ground um, a little harness, uh, the same harness that looked like it was strapped to the back of Gary um, that the gnome was riding on top of just laying there on the ground. Um, from that, you can see little footprints in the dirt um, of like a little rhino beetle foot um, scattering off into the grass. And you sort of see where it's going in and the grass becomes pretty tall and you fly up and you can just see off in the distance the in the plains of the grass, like a little part. And you can see just where this where this bug is making its way through the grass. You can see it sort of swerving back and forth. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to rush back in. Uh, I found Gary! <laughs> you Who is him? Gary? I have no idea. What is happening? Who is that? Is this his his uh his I, I suppose he's, he's called a mount or a he was riding on him is this bug that and uh I will I must go get him. All right, you rush over to Gary and uh, you meet him in the tall grass. Uh, I am going to feel my feathers into the ground. I'm going to dip my head toward the earth, touch my forehead to the earth, touch my hand to my forehead, and then lay a hand on Gary as I as I say to Gary. Where are you headed now? Little beast friend. I'm going home. Home? I thought your charge was to serve your master. It was. And then he left. Now I'm going home. Where is home? That way. Ah, yes. Brilliant home indeed. Uh, how long were you with your master? <laughs> um, probably a day. A single day? Oh, Gary. Yeah. Gary, Gary, Gary. Gary, I need to ask you something. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. Okay. Did your master ever do anything or or conjure anything or create anything that seemed very out of the ordinary? Um, no. Did, uh, how far did you travel with him? Hmm. See the mountains over there? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, that's that's about it. I see, I see. Well, Gary, I will never forget you. And uh, I'm going to take off a little... Um, okay. I'm going to take off a little, like, leather band with a little bead hanging from it. Can I tie this around one of your... I, I Legs is the wrong word, but those appendages you can remember me by. Okay. I've never seen a beast quite like you. Okay. If we run into you again, <laughs> well, I hope we do. I fasten this little leather band with the bead around it, <laughs> around its little, uh, uh, whatever bug legs are called. I have no idea what they're called. Uh, and tie it, and uh, I bid you adieu, Gary. May your life be the best kind of life that 
a bug of your stature can live. And then uh, with that, I bid him adieu and, and go back and rejoin the group. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. And he sort of continues waddling off into the grass as you so make a, your way back to the group. He's a bug on my... It's a bug named Gary. Is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To understand? So he's this cute little bug, um, and he's he's a big bug. Um, and the gnome was riding on Is he him, little or big, and, and his name is Gary. Oh, are you making this up? Why would I make that up? Because it sounds silly. As I bust through the door, I say, It appears Gary was a uh, friendship of convenience rather than some long-standing, uh, long-standing partnership. Oh, poor Gary. Yeah, well, he seems like he's on his way to bigger and better things. Oh, okay, well, good. I'm glad he didn't turn into clay. Yes, yes. He said he's headed home. What is it? Okay. Happening? Great. Um, anyway. Um, so Ernest hey. said Ernest is um the clay man. Ernest said that he was tracking down um and writing about people who do all sorts of great things, like magical things. So it seems like he's been like studying magic a little bit about how people can do it which is pretty interesting. Um, Especially for a, a person that can turn into a puddle. A, a, a poodle? A puddle. A puddle? A puddle. A puddle, <laughs> not a poodle. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is all very fascinating. Hey, Freed, is there a, a, a practitioner here of uh, uh, healing arts within the, the temple here? You're looking at him. That makes sense. But... You don't do magic anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, I can get you sort of patched up if you want, but... I see. We have a more... a more dire need than a simple patching up. You know where the closest place we could find someone to, to address, you know, a uh I'll, I'll a tell curse. on Kellex robe to pull him down to my level. Yes. 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 Uh, pardon us for a second. Ernest already told uh, me. Turn. He told me the closest person that we had to go to. And it's also an Oakenspire, not here. Ernest told you that we couldn't. And what are we doing? What here? kind of curse is it that you said? It's uh... And you can see at this point like he starts to smile a little bit, like he's he's intrigued at the word curse. Well, it's uh, a bit of a, a knickknack he picked up. Uh, it's just a, it's a small thing, but uh, it would take some some uh, some proper care to undo. It's um, he got a it's sort of a children's toy that uh, he became very taken with. You can kind of see a gesture over to Flynn as he's managing the broom that's too big for him. The mob that's different. <laughs> kind of say he, he he's he's quite the the chipper little fella. So he, he got this small uh, toy from a, a shop, and it turned out uh, to contain the soul of a very old ghost that now uh, puts strange things in his dreams, strange food substances, uh, all throughout his dreams, and uh, it's it's not you know dangerous, but quite uh, almost. Troublesome. My face is just. So confused. I'm gonna have you make a <laughs> she, She's very, very confused by this whole story. Let's see what he that's thinks a, of that. 
That was a 23. Nice, <laughs> nice. He rolled high. He did not nice. roll that high. Um, <laughs> oh, well, the thing is, I haven't seen a curse in a few years. I'd like to check it out if you have a moment. Uh, <laughs> what? What's your interest in curse? Kind of my thing back in the day. Getting rid of them or giving them? No, a little bit of both. Told you bad habits and all. Um, can I look him up and down and see if there's any symbols of wolves? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, either perception or investigation. Fifteen. Uh, fifteen. Clearly no wolves. Um, just sort of some simple, simple, um, uh, like leather clothes. Um, uh, like some, uh, leather armor here and there um, and then these wool clothes underneath but no no red even just no wolves <laughs> well I think his particular affliction is a bit private uh, so I wouldn't want to trouble him with it but uh, I do have something you might find of interest uh, and I'll pull the rubbing I took from the uh, sword um, the ghosty sword uh, and say do you happen to know uh, what this might translate to? Uh, it was an, another uh, curse we encountered on the road. Not off the top of my head, but I can probably help you find out. I'd, I'd be very keen to, to, to hear. All right. That'd be grand. Well, the, the thing is, the place that I can find out is the same place that I can remove your friend's curse. So if you want to just hit two birds with one stone, I'm, I'm more than happy to help you all out. Get back in the game, so to speak. Um, and I'll put the <laughs> broom against the wall. Um, yeah, may, maybe we start with the inscription first and see how Can that goes. I, all right. I want to just like look him up and down curiously. <laughs> um, and I want to, um, I want to try to see if his eagerness is for like uh, uh is more um, educational or malicious make an insight check if anyone else wants to, he's talking to I'll, the whole group I'll, so if I'll anyone else wants to help that. out yes please do because <laughs> um, um, that was a well that was a 10 for me I have a, <laughs> but a roll real low <laughs> uh, all right uh, mine is a 26. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Go with that one. <laughs> um, Oma, you don't really get a good read on this guy. Um, Kellick, uh, you can read this dude like a book. Um, he's, he's just like eager to jump back into it. Like he, um, you can tell like there's not really a malicious intent. Um, you can tell that he was totally genuine about like the bad habits thing um, and it doesn't really seem like he wants anything malicious he just sort of wants a little bit of like something to do um, and as you look around this temple here um, this is like just such a small town temple like Hold on. This, brooming up this dude who turned to clay is probably the most eventful thing that's happened to him in years and he's just really itching for something to do hello why don't you take us uh, to your uh, to this place and uh, uh, 
we'll uh, maybe start with the inscription and then if you can help us we'd we'd love to be rid of this problem alright you'll like uh, you can follow me and uh, he leaves the temple and as you guys follow him uh, it's a super small town so you guys only have to walk for a minute or two before um, you get to this uh, little quiet old house um, sort of in, in the little almost if there's a suburban area to this town <laughs> it's, it's almost even too small for that but you can see a couple of houses lined up um, and he opens up the door and on the outside it's simple but on the inside you can see all of the like support beams in this house and all of the um, sort of corners everything has been intricately carved in with these dwarven symbols and all of this like dwarven artwork just everywhere paintings up on the wall um, tapestries hanging and um, all of these pillars are carved in with these these dwarven uh, art and um, as you guys walk in with him um, he goes over to this wall and uh, he says now now we all just step back for a moment and he walks over to the wall he places his two hands on the wall and the wall sort of sinks oh. in and the wall separates and sort of the, the the panels of the wall that he had pushed in um, sort of merge in with the rest of the wall there and what is revealed is a shelf a shelf full of different items of different sizes some of them are like little wooden carvings some of them are made of metal some of them are made of crystals and you can see a couple of plants in there as well um, you can see some staffs and some wands and uh, he looks over and he says now we're gonna be going to a place to do this I have a place I haven't been in quite some time but uh, you can only go there if you're willing so would you all like to come with me? Where are what? we going? What place do you mean, Hayfried? It's uh, sort of a place that's, well, it's not really a place, but kind of everywhere and nowhere. It's one of those places. Um, you actually, I kind of, I spotted on, uh, he points over to Flynn, spotted on uh, on your hip, uh, that little bag you got right there. I got, I got one of those, but it's, it's, well, it's, it's more, it's more than that. Um, and he reaches up and he pulls down um, a little like a little wooden chip almost like a game piece um, and it's this little rectangle and it's got um, two of its corners are rounded off almost like almost like a door um, almost like a, a vertical door and he said uh, well you all would like to come with me and he tosses this little game piece on the ground and it scatters across the wood and after a second, the wood folds out into two. And then that doubles and folds out into two. And then that folds out and doubles into two until it creates this line on the floor. And then it doubles upward and doubles upward and doubles upward again, creating this much larger door. And there is a door in the middle of the room. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I want to go. You guys want to <laughs> go? I'm not That's sure. That's so cool. Uh... Um, wait, oh, well. are we able to come back right here when we want to come back? Because I don't want to leave Penelope. Yeah, uh, you can come back here. You can, actually, you can leave too. 
a couple of different places. Really? Yeah, there's a couple of different exits. Oh, well, that's so cool. Well, I told you, bad habits and all. And he goes over and he grabs the uh, door handle. And with a little click, he opens it. And you can see it opens into this, like, black, goopy void. I'm going to reach over and grab Kellick's hand. <laughs> uh, Weird. And I'm going to go up and touch the goopy void with my finger. <laughs> okay. And um, as you do, it's like, it's kind of, actually kind of similar to what you had experienced in your own head. A little bit different as that one was like a solid sort of waving surface. This is more just like jello. Mm. Um, and as you as you move your finger down, a little bit of the goop comes off onto your finger and it kind of stays there for a second before plopping back off and floating back and rejoining the void. I'll put my finger back and I'll kind of think of that other void and how it's similar to this one and hesitantly take a step back. Um, where exactly is this taking us? Sort of a, a little pocket dimension. My my pocket dimension. Okay. I understand that this takes a great amount of trust, so if you won't mind. And he walks up, and he jumps right through the portal. And you can see it. It sort of goops around him and sort of absorbs his body. But then after a moment, you can't see him at all. Uh, I'll go first, and then I'll come back. If it's fine. Does that sound right? Okay. Yeah. I think we should just go. I think we should all go together. Because what if you can't come back? At least we'll all be together. Well, see, when I'm when I'm in there and I'll touch my head, this reminds me of it. This doorway is similar to that one. So when you go in your head, maybe you've got another dimension in your head? I don't know, but I don't very much like being in there. Yes, I am also very less inclined to walk through a channel in a uh, what seems to be a shrine of dwarven artifices and uh, secret chambers. I don't... But we'll all be together. Well, and yes. other places exist outside of the place that we spend our time. Like, uh, that's not unheard of, you know. I pull a lot of what I do from another place. It's not so different from, from this, and maybe not so different from what's in your head, Flynn. A sword on its own is not uh, uh, a tool for evil. It's a tool for violence that can be wielded by... Uh, people who are heroic like yourself and people who are dastardly like our foes. You're right. You're right. I take a deep breath. <sighs> Need to be brave. Also, we'll be with you, Flynn. Yes. We're not with you when we're in your head. <laughs> True. Okay. I never want to be with you in your head, Flynn. <laughs> never. <laughs> well, I'm ready. All right. Let's do this together. What about you, Shreya? Guys, uh, could I uh, 
can I go last? Are you gonna stay here? No, no, of course If not. we leave without you? No, no, why, why would you think that? Because you're jittery. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I, I'm slowly becoming more and more shaken. Yeah, your eyes are doing that, that thing where one gets a little bit smaller than the other and then they kind of switch back and forth. Could someone perhaps poke their head in and just take a look? I feel like at this point, Raya, it's all or nothing. So why don't we, uh, let's hold hands. I've already got all my hair. I, um, I hold my hand out for Shreya. Okay. I'll hold hold my hand out and grab Shreya's hand. We'll link up. On three? On three. One, two, three. Yeah. And you all jump in and it truly does feel like this goopy (laughs) jello substance. Um, As it's like passing across your skin, it feels like it feels like this sort of wet sloshiness. But um, almost immediately after, you guys come out onto the other side, and your feet hit stone below you. Um, there's a little uh, stone pathway there, right in front of you. You all look around, and the first thing you notice is the empty void of this place, complete darkness and emptiness all around you except for these platforms, these stone platforms, only about a foot thick and different sizes are floating endlessly in this void. Um, You can see that there's probably 20 or 30 of them that are circling this center that you guys are standing on right now. The, uh, The platform that you guys are currently on is about 20 feet by 20 feet. And you can see these platforms rotating around you, nothing connecting them. You can see on one of them looks to be tables and papers stacked high. You can see on another one potions and and brewing components and shelves with different plants and, and material components. You can see on one much larger one that's rotating off to your left, a massive cage that's holding a sleeping red dragon. What? <laughs> and you guys can barely even keep track of all of these platforms as they're rotating around you. Hey, you guys finally made it through. I wasn't thinking you guys were going to come. I was about to head back out. Whoa. I thought you said you used to do magic. Oh, yeah. This is the first time I've done anything like this. Is in that a, while. a dragon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is. Should we be quiet? Isn't he wake up? No, he's not getting out of there. He's been in there for a while. He's not getting out. You keep a dragon in your closet dimension. Goopy void. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How? I have so many questions. I told you, bad habits. This is a bit more than a bad habit, Avery. Um, I'm sorry. Maybe this is a silly question, but if you haven't come in here in a while... Who feeds the dragon? Oh, the dragon doesn't need to be fed. That's the beauty of this place. Oh, what? Hey, you're, you're, even you, you're not breathing air right now. <laughs> you're just so, sort of... Alma, you can still breathe. Being sustained in this place. Yeah, come to think of it, I was kind of hungry before we entered this place. Yeah, you're not now, are you? 
No, I'm not. No. Weird. Yeah. What do those potions do up there? No, uh, pretty much. What's anything on those papers over there? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, lots uh, of things. Whoa! That, that, what's that? Okay, okay, Flynn. Let's focus. Oh right. Sorry. This is cool. How did you? And I was like, keep looking around. Did you make this place? Oh, yes. Well, it, it started a lot smaller than this. It started with this, actually, this platform that you're standing on right now. And uh, kind of grew from there. Pretty proud of this place. Man, I haven't been here in been years. It's an achievement. Uh, why? Don't take this the wrong way, but why would you ever leave? If you, you don't need to be fed and... You have all your trinkets and your studies and uh, company. And I <laughs> wave a hand at the dragon. <laughs> oh, trust me, the company here is not very good. Um, as far as dragons go, not very chatty. Um, but I got in with a rough crowd. And uh, fortunately for me, um, some friends, some family, and my mother sort of came to me and told me that I was going down a wrong path, not only hurting other people, but myself as well. And uh, over some time, I sort of stopped doing all the things that I was doing with the people I was doing it with. You see. Uh, hello. Where can you help us uh, translate this text? Oh, yeah. All right. And he raises his hand up to the uh, to the platforms, and as he does, he he sort of um, uh, raises up his hand. All of his fingers spread out, and he waves his hand through the air. And almost like he's controlling these things with his mind, you can see the platforms that were in a perfect rotation around the center platform now begin to sort of waver and move in their rotation. And you can see one of the platforms perfectly follows his hand as it comes down and is placed right in front of you. There is still a gap between the two as he walks forward and steps off of this platform into the void. But just before he falls, his foot is caught by a piece of stone that appears beneath it. And as he takes another step and another step and another step, a bridge forms, a stone bridge forms between these two platforms. (laughs) And you feel, just follow me. Uh, and he sort of stomps his foot down and he goes, this this ain't going anywhere, so uh, more than safe. I'm just like in awe at how awesome all this is and just all this magic that's going on. And how? I, I'll start walking up. How do you, how do you do, how did you, how do you learn this? How'd you do this? Well, most of this, uh, I'm sad to admit most of the magic in here is what most people would consider unsavory. Um, But a lot of those effects have been negated. Just by you all standing here, I I can tell you some of those effects have been negated. And I call out, and you can come here anytime you like. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, oh, refuge. Um, Try it, can you fly? I haven't tried yet. I'm almost afraid to in this place. I'm I'm curious. Well, I'm gonna 
see if I can beat him to the platform that he's walking toward. Yeah. Or Aisha, and I'll okay. raise it. Um, as you do, you sort of take a couple steps to take off, and you start flapping your wings. And as soon as you get up off of the ground, um, everyone else sees a rune appear just above Shreya, this golden rune floating in space as it slams down and try, you feel the effects of gravity push on you tenfold and sort of slams you back down into the ground. You, it, it hurts a little bit. You don't take any damage, but you feel this thing push you back onto the ground. And you hear, yeah, it's, I, like I said, unsavory magic uh, usually wouldn't let other people in here, so I, I apologize. Ugh. Oh, that's strange. I almost quite liked that experience. Try, you okay? Yes, I'm all right. That was a little bit jarring, but that unsavory presence that he keeps mentioning is uh, seems to bind this place together. It seems to create its own sense of laws and and rules of its own reality. Want to meditate on this further? Not right now, but uh, further. Um, I want to look around as we're walking over to this thing. Can I see any signs of other life, of like clothing or um, any kind of anything that can indicate to me like what used to go on in this place? That's basically for sure. Um, make a perception check. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Um, you don't see anything alive in here besides the dragon. Um, you do see, as one of the platforms um, passes by you, you see these humanoid figures, but they are all encased in stone. You can also see, since you mentioned clothing, um, you can also see on another platform that passes by several suits of armor um, that look like different makes from different eras from different nations, probably. Do any of them look like uh, uh, ghosty fighty boys? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, uh, no, I'm not even going to have you make a check for that. Yes, one of them does. Um, one of them, you immediately catch um, another of the red scarves um, that was around the neck of the, the ghosty fighting boy. <laughs> Do they all look like they're the same? They're made for the same person? Um, no, they don't. Uh, you can see a couple of different like stands there that are holding up the armors in place. Um, you can see one that probably would have fit March very well. Um, you can see one that is a little bit smaller, more akin to someone Flynn's size, and just about everything in between. Wow. As I make it to the the final platform in this across this bridge, uh, very uh, nervously. Uh, can I make a spooky vibes check? Yes, you can. <laughs> make a spooky vibes check. I'm going to assist in that. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, okay. That is a 14. It's just it's just wisdom modifier, right? Yeah, just wisdom. Okay. 17. 17? Nice. Oh, so spooky vibes. <laughs> oh, so spooky, uh, spooky vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're picking up 
some spooks around here. Um, but uh, like nothing is coming at you. It's more like the spookiness is more coming from the endless void around you more than the individual platforms themselves. Or, uh, I have a quick question about my ability to comprehend the diversity of these beings. Uh, do, as I look around, do I have a sense that these are like just wildly disparate beings from like all parts of the world? Or is it more just foreign to me? Um, a lot of them are foreign to you, probably leading into the fact that they are from all over the world. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, Freed. Uh, what did you used to do to people here? Oh, yeah. That's kind of a well, tricky question. Um... I I used to, you know, I I had to. I had to get people to talk, and a lot of the times that's not something easily done. Unsavory. Now I'm ashamed of it. I I still haven't made peace with it, but. And you did this for this rough crowd of yours? A few different rough crowds. When he says that he's ashamed of it and he's dealing with it, um, could I take a look and kind of see if it seems like he really is genuinely um, hurt? Yeah, make an insight check. I don't think I'm good at that, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, Twelve. 12? Seems genuine. You can sort of see as he's saying that he uh, isn't looking at any one of you in particular. He's sort of looking down at the ground, spacing out. You can sort of see a little bit of shame on his face. Well, we all fall off the path sometimes. Huh? So? I felt pretty hard. No reason you shouldn't have a, a time to help people. And I... I pointedly look over at Alma as I'm saying this to Avery. Because you're, you're quite capable. I mean, look at what you've done here. You can apply those powers for uh, for good, for helping folks. You know, Then that's a good thing. I tried that for a while. Always seemed to just go worse. Well, you're going to help us and it's going to go fine. Well, I'll uh, join me. And he uh, <sighs> wipes a tear away. Oh. And uh, he walks over to the next platform. And uh, you can see on this platform, um, the platform in front of you is the platform that Flynn, you had seen earlier with papers just stacked impossibly high. Like these papers are not at all obeying the laws of gravity. <laughs> um, and he um, reaches over towards a bookshelf on the other side of the platform. And he's about... 15 feet away from it, but as he reaches up, a book floats off of the shelf and just floats its way over towards his hand as it meets his hand. Um, those really high stacked papers, um, are there any that I could reach and maybe try and pull out of the stack? Um, yeah. While he's doing sure. that with the book, I'm just like 
in awe with this. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's on here. And I'm going to go up and try and pull a piece of paper from the stack, preferably from the bottom, because I can't get to the top. (laughs) Okay. As you reach over towards the stack of papers, the, um, the entire pile like lifts and each paper sort of like slightly hovers and floats off off of the top of one another almost creating like this um what's the instrument the accordion accordion? almost like an accordion exactly um almost like an accordion these papers float up (laughs) off of each other as it 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 expands right towards the one that you're reaching for and you can perfectly grab one without this entire stack falling over I'll, i'll grab it if i can and i'll take a look at it yeah Okay. Um, make an insight check. Oh. Or not an insight, I'm sorry, intelligence. Sure. Two eyes. Intelligence, intelligence. That's just a straight intelligence roll? Straight okay. intelligence. Uh, it's a 10. Can I make anything from this, heads or tails of it? You can't read the language. <sighs> you can't make out what the drawings are. Uh, you can't even tell what this thing was written with. It mm. is just so nice. impossibly out of your league um, that no hope of reading this thing. I... I think that because of that, I'm just even more enraptured. Just like how much there is to learn about magic and about all of this. And I'll just stare at it and just wondering if I'm ever going to be able to be as powerful enough to understand what this piece of paper says. And if I can, I would like to fold it up and put it in my pocket. Okay. Yeah, you certainly can. And if I can, I'd like to hide it from the guy. Okay, make a slide of hand check. Come on, can I roll high once this session? <laughs> no. How, how's an eight do? You get it in your pocket. You don't Great. know if anyone saw it or Great. not. I was really hoping it wouldn't fall and on it the kinda, floor. And it kind of crinkled as you were folding it up. Rattling a Wow, that's book is floating that's so cool <laughs> as i put the paper on. all right um so uh the uh the stack just goes right back into place as you fold this thing in your pocket it sort of gently floats back down um into its pile um hayfried is flipping through this book and he's looking at your etching and he sort of compares the first letter of the etching from his notebook. And he compares it back and forth. He goes, ah, all right. Infernal. I know what we're dealing with here. All right. And he puts the book back on the shelf. And he says, ah, just give me one. Give me one moment. And he sort of thinks to himself, take your time. Ah, ah, that's right. That's right. And he reaches his hand up and another platform moves down right next to this one. And he sort of does a quick little light jog over as, once again, the bridge, the stone bridge, makes its way over to the other one, um, step by step as he moves over. And he goes over, and you can see that there are wardrobes lining this platform, and like coat racks and coat stands um, as he runs over, and he opens up one of these wardrobes, and you can see they're just filled to the brim with different colored cloaks and different colored capes. And he sifts through them, Ah, found you. Takes down one and puts it on. It is a red cloak with little tufts of fur on the shoulders Uh and a wolf insignia on the back. Uh And he runs over 
and he looks at the inscription. And he says, if you don't mind, I just need a little bit of assistance on reading this. And as he reads it, you can see his eyes begin to glow red a little bit. All right. So this says, let me see. Those who seek this weapon's might shall forever quench their bloodlust in eternal combat. Freaky, where'd you guys find this? It was in a, a quarry, uh, a little uh, opening in the woods coming down the mountain. Oh. Wow. It, uh, there, there was a blade it was attached to, but uh, we left it there. Oh, well, good. It's uh, powerful words, especially in Infernal. I mean, this will bond you for eons. Uh, it seemed uh, devious. And as he takes his eyes from the paper, you can see his eyes recede that glowing red. He sort of takes off the red cloak and goes and puts it back in the wardrobe, closes the wardrobe, walks back over, waves his hand as the platform joins the others in the rotation around. My face is just completely horrified. Like everything, like my eyes are wide. My mouth is, is like hanging open. Um, and I just can't stop looking at the wardrobe. Um, um, um. Yeah, those are pretty cool. A lot of them help me do different things. Like that one, I can read Infernal with that Where one. Where did you happen upon... Why, why does like, it look like a wolf? I, that's, I mean, I told you, bad crowds I used to run with, right? But, uh, anyways, you guys want to help get this uh, demon out or not? I, uh... I, I mean, I think my... we're on a pretty good roll here. I, I, we might as well just get this thing going. Um... You used to be part of a bad crowd that wore red robes like that? Oh, yeah, total assholes. Hated all of them. Right. I move my hand along my staff and uh, clutch it. The crystal glows a little bit pink. I'd like to druidcraft a, a slow rumble of thunder in the distance. Just very faint, uh, if I may, as I say these next words. That crowd you used to run with, you still maintain any connection to them? No. No, I hated all of them. They were terrible. They were, I was all chaos all the time. It's like you couldn't even sleep without someone setting something on fire. You'll have to excuse us. We've had some run-ins with this crowd of yours. Wow. None of them pleasant. Ah, well, you made it out alive. You speak truth. We're assholes. Yeah. Do you mind telling us a bit about what their aims are? Uh... Lots of chaos, really. Um, I mean, orders will come down from on high to take uh, different strategic positions and just cause chaos and uh, take certain uh, certain locations. But uh, I was only there for a couple weeks. Couldn't really handle it. And what is on high? Who do they serve? Oh, uh, usually straight from the top. There's uh, a man named Corvin Amberstone. Um, he, uh, he was sort of leading the whole thing, but he, I'll tell you, he was the biggest dick of them all. He was trying to, there was something in the middle of, where, 
the middle of the waste or something like that. Um, he was trying to find. I've heard of the waste. I'm sorry, a storm? Yeah. Yeah. Storm in the desert, something like that. But yeah, I'll tell you, the order was the, yes, about the worst. I, because before them, there was, let's see, I was with the band of Azduran before that. And then what sort of got me started out was uh, uh, Elenau's cloak. And they were sort of like, sort of a, just a local thing. And then you sort of upgrade, and then you upgrade, and then you upgrade, and then soon your enough. Your gateway to these Yeah, other. sort of. Yeah. And then um, before you know it, you're, you know, setting whole towns on fire. Oh, right, right. But Corbin's been dead for a long time. So how old are you? A few hundred, but now Corvin was still very much alive when... When did you guys meet him? Oh, we never met him. Oh, lucky we you. We saw his... We saw grave. his tomb. When? Last I heard, he's still kicking. Well, that makes sense. It was empty. <laughs> what? Maybe it was always empty. Oh gosh! Different okay. Corvin Amberstone. It's not a common name. I couldn't imagine. Uh, I never encountered when one in my time. When did you take orders from him? Oh, this was right about seventy-five years ago. You know, if their quest to find this. Terrible storm is still active. Would they ever give up on a, a kind of aim like this? Oh, no. No, that was kind of their thing. Hmm. You strike me as a man who not only collects knowledge of the world, but based on your... I just look around and point at the air. Entrapments. And everything that seems to flow to you without any effort at all. You also strike me of a man of many secrets. If we were to try to go toe-to-toe with this organization, as terrible and terrifying as they may be, where could we find them? Oh, you just about find them everywhere. They've got people and places that you would not believe. You go home to your family. Chances are someone sitting around that table is part of them. I believe you. Wise. Did you ever in your time working with them have run-ins with an organization known as the Hollow Guard? Oh yeah, we worked with them all the time. You've been around for a long time. You you don't by any chance you've never heard of somebody named Bram Drumwind have you? Bram Drumwind yeah I mean it rings a bell I don't remember exactly who off the top of my head I mean this is kind of a, 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 a your own dimension you, you, you never heard about things keys that he created maybe no. keys to other no I, I mean places. not really 
Okay. I've, I've met, I think I've met a Bram. I don't know if his last name was Drumwind. I that's okay. It's okay. All right, that's, that's what happens when these things, is the mind starts to, starts to waver when you don't use it for a while. Mm-hmm. So you super, super hate this whole group, right? Like everybody who has to do with the Red Wolf, you, you hate them all, right? So if you ever were to find one... What would you do? What would I do? Let me see. And he sort of thinks to himself. And as he's thinking, another, like these these stones form out of the <laughs> void. And these stones all coalesce. And they come together into another platform. And he creates and apparates this new platform just above you guys. Now, what would I do? And you can see on this platform, a cage begins to appear, materializing out of thin air. I could think of some things. Oh, well. <laughs> um, maybe we could help you out. Well, I just, I, I've been looking for trouble. I try and stay quiet. I don't go hunting people down anymore brings up bad memories. Well, you might not have to hunt anyone down. Yeah, you found trouble. What do you mean? Are you familiar with uh, crystals being used to hold the souls of uh, troublemakers? Yeah, yeah. used to be one of my old tricks. I don't doubt it. Well, uh, and I I looked at the group for like tacit approval. Is anybody shaking their head? Wildly, or, no. or giving me a look of no, I'm I'm giving you eyes of yep. I look at Flynn directly. Um, Flynn is just in awe at the magic and kind of looks over to you and like, um, why are you looking at me like that? I roll my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I express extreme frustration in a, just a small moment with a clutched. Hand, a, a, a crinkled fist. Uh, well, uh, we, by mistake, uh, broke such a crystal, and it contained, we think, some member of this cult, this group devoted to this red wolf, and that creature resides. In the form of a small friend here. And in realization of hearing that, I'll remove my wrappings around my forehead, realizing what Kellogg was trying to tell me, and I'll start removing them and ah. revealing the horns on my forehead. Fun. Halflings usually don't have horns. <laughs> my mom always said I was unique. Yeah. Well, These are relatively new horns? Yeah, they don't look like... A part of you, but I think I could help. You can? Yeah? Yeah. Usually, I will say, usually any sort of curse or possession doesn't come with any physical changes. So this thing is pretty deep bonded with you. Might be difficult. Perhaps you could just suppress it or, or if, if you can't remove it. Uh, we'll take what we can get. Ah, suppression is a non-starter. It'll come back. Or at least give us an understanding of 
what it is, who I'd they say are. You are a threat to your entire group and to everything around you. I say we get this thing out of you as soon as possible. Agreed. Well, it wasn't the way I wanted to be a threat, but. Oh, yeah. You are a walking disaster, I'll tell you that. And he waves his hand through the air. <laughs> I, I nod glibly. <laughs> <laughs> he waves his hand through the air as he sort of picks one of these platforms out of the bunch, floats it down next to you as the um, platform with the, the cloaks and everything, the bridge between the two disintegrates into nothing. And the, uh, the, uh, the, brid- the uh, platform with the wardrobes goes back up and joins the rest as the um, new platform takes its place. And you can see on this new platform a massive um, sigil on the ground. This circular runic thing engravings into the stone itself. You can see tables surrounding it with potions and different plants. And you can see these candelabras that are in each of the corners holding at least five or six candles each. All of them are just dripping with wax. And he says, hey, follow me. And all of us? Yeah, I'd say all of you. Uh, I touch Flynn on the shoulder and I say, I know I didn't enter this place with this in mind. Whatever he does, trust, let go, just be. If he does anything weird, I'll say this to Shreya kind of hushed. Keep an eye on him. My eyes are ever watchful in protecting you, small one. I give a little smile, and I'll look to Hatefried. Um, would it be helpful if I cast some magic on myself to help ward against this type of evil while you do this spell? Uh, it depends. Some spells might interfere with what I'm about to do. What are you going to do to yourself? Well, I have a way to kind of ward away and protect myself from evil and good. Um, It doesn't last very long, but I've seen it help in some cases. Do you think it'll help with this? I'm going to say no. Because, because we need to separate this thing from your being, your soul. And this protecting your outer self, it might impede what we're trying to do. When, when you separate it, where will it go? What's to stop it from just hopping into another body? Well, that's another piece of the puzzle, is we need another body for this to go into. We can't just take it away and have nowhere for it to go it'll go into one of us we need something for it to go into do you have another body for it to go into? I don't I took out all the bodies years ago I have no more bodies in here that's disturbing moving on I know I'm sorry so can it go into a shell maybe or another crystal ah I don't know if Putting it into a crystal without the proper things, which I don't know if I have here, is risky. It's it's more likely to not infect anyone else if it goes into another vessel. 
All it needs to be is something with a heartbeat and something about our size. So what are you suggesting? It has to be a life. Gary. <laughs> Who's Gary? Mm. Gary's probably miles from here by now. Whoever here is. Who it was my attempt at a, at a joke. I... I don't understand what you're suggesting then because you brought us over here to this platform but then you said it has to go into another vessel. So what What are you suggesting? What about uh, machine consciousness? And I sort of look over at uh, the little lump where Thaddeus rests. Needs a heartbeat. Ah. You, you still didn't answer my question. I'm saying this is where we're going to do it. I have most of what I need right here. The only major thing I'm missing is another vessel. So we have to find you someone to put that monster in? Theoretically, it could go into... I don't know, I've seen a couple sheep around town. Okay... And there's no way to just fight it when it comes out? It, I mean, it's a spirit. That's not really... They have to latch on to something. And it's going to try desperately to latch on to anything. And there's nothing we can do about that. I don't mean to be rude or ask for any kind of request. That might be going too far. I know I can't fly. Do I have... Permission to practice my own magic in this place? Yeah, uh, go for it. Uh, and uh, I raise my staff up into the air um, and I hold it to my chest as the staff seems to like meld into my body and my body starts to turn, to starts to glow in the cracks and crevices of my skin uh, pinkish-purple as this uh, ball of light emerges from my hands and starts to make this form uh, in front of me as the outer edges of it start to congeal and form into what looks like a sheep as I cast Contra Animals. <laughs> okay. You mentioned it. And I probably scratch my breath. You mentioned a sheep. I I thought that maybe, maybe that was your preference. Now, uh, the only thing is, strange question: Is that a real sheep? Like, is that going to go away anytime soon? Well, it's it actually. uh, Well. It's not an actual sheep, but <laughs> but as long as it as long as it is not killed in any sort of way, it will not disappear. Like forever. Yes. You just burst a, a sheep. Well, it's the place I'm drawing this magic from is. Uh, is not actually bear any resemblance to the actual animal world of this plane. 
But... I... It does technically have a heartbeat. Yeah, my work. Guys, I... I don't know if I want to pass this burden on to something else. Well... I don't know what our options are, then. It's so beyond me. Well... Wasn't it mentioned that we could... If we had the right tools, we could put it in another crystal. Um... I was just gonna say, um, it only the the duration is only an hour, though. Yes, that's true. So of the spell, of the spell, yes, it will yeah. vanish so after it, an hour. So it says you summon Fae spirits, though. So I'm assuming it means that the Fae spirits go back to the Fae. I think my my thing was more just like so. I guess like DM, like would this be considered a um, creature or not? We'll find out. If it disappears after any sort of time, it's not going to work. It needs to be an actual thing bonded to this plane of existence. Right. <sighs> Otherwise, it's like putting two different sides of a magnet together. They're just hey, going to repel each other. If we do this, it'll manifest probably the same way that it has with Flint here. Most likely. Right. Can you... And then, what will we do with the creature that we've put this on? Well, uh, I can I can simply just draw it back into the void where it came from. Well, if we're not going to be using a real sheep, it's not going to work. It's got to uh, be something real. I just made a nifty cage over there. Might work. It's worked for this guy over here for, I don't know how many years. Um, speaking of... That dragon's alive. You want to put a red wolf cultist into the body of a, a red dragon? I mean, he's in a cage. <laughs> Is that a bad idea? <laughs> I mean, what if he ever gets out? <laughs> I'd rather it be a sheep that got out of the cage, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to... Imagine being in a cage. Forever. I don't want you to be in a cage forever, though. Right, but I don't want to... And I also don't want you to have a creepy little thing in your head that comes out every once in a while. It was really creepy talking to you when you weren't yeah, you. I know. Also, what's the difference between putting one person's soul in another person's body and killing the second person? Killing the second creature? Whatever mortal we put this burden on is... We're taking its life. Yeah, and I don't... I don't want to do that. Even if it's a sheep? Even if it's a sheep. You had me burn the... shreds of rabbits the other day, Alma. And I was happy to do it, because... it occurred to me that... all the creatures deserve... respite. If, if that's what I'm able to give. Okay, but you said earlier that that as long as you're keeping yourself safe, that that's the most important thing. And Flynn is going to be taken over by this thing, and we're all in danger because of it. So I don't understand why this is even a conversation. Flynn is in danger. All of us are in danger because of what's possessing him. And I don't want to die. If it's a sheep that's going to be taken over by this possession... 
that's going to then live in a cage. That's better than Flynn having to stay here in a cage forever, isn't it? Isn't it? Is that the alternative? That I stay here? I don't see how you could be allowed back out. Is there any way to kill it while it's inside of Flynn? I mean, how attached are you to the halfling? Well, can you just give us an understanding? Do you have a spell that does that? I mean, what more understanding do you want? Who they are? Why it's there? Maybe a way to combat it? Maybe you know some stuff, on, and I'll point to the stacks and stacks of papers. There's got to be an answer in there. I mean, you want to give... Lynn, you eat animals! What's the difference? What's the difference? Look me in the eyes and tell me what is different. You eat animals to live, okay? This is using an animal to save your life. I don't see the difference. I don't want it being locked in, locked in a cage. Forever. You don't want an animal being locked in a cage forever? Then free that dragon right now, huh? You kill beasts all the time and give them to your stupid, stupid friends just so that you can earn more badges? What, what, so that you can become a sentinel? Who cares? But you won't get rid of this monster inside of you? Look at those stupid heads in your bag. Those heads were... Hurting people. You don't know that. You don't know that for sure. Did you see them hurt anybody? They were in a cave all alone. There were reports of it. Says who? My collective. Says who? Yeah, so Alma, what? Alma, calm yourself, girl. We're discussing this, right? I cross my arms. She's not wrong that displacing this burden isn't much different than the other necessary sacrifices we make. We have to make the hard choices here. It, there is something that unsettles me about displacing the burden, and I, I think that's where we relate then. I think because I'm me right now. How can we know that? I know that. I don't know that. Listen, Alma, calm down. I think this is down. the beast inside of you talking, and he doesn't want to leave you, and that's why you won't. I'm going to lift my hand up. I'm going to tap it. The uh, abjuration sigil's going to come up. I'm going to tap, tap, tap down my foot and stomp a thunder wave in a different direction so it doesn't hurt anyone, but to cause a loud, echoing boom. Enough! This is my burden. And if you don't want to be a part of me, a part of this group because of me I'll leave this has nothing to do with that I'm trying to help you and get rid of this thing inside of you and I'm not gonna put that on someone else something else it's not someone it's an animal that you eat all the time when I eat an animal it doesn't live forever in a cage it goes on its spirit goes on to somewhere else but if we lock something in a cage it'll be there forever stuck there conscious thinking and then, and then gets trapped in its own mind and then comes back and its body gets taken. I'm not doing that to something else. Not happening. 
Well, then I don't think I can travel with you anymore. If you're dangerous to us, you need to stay here. We've been traveling with him up until this point. And I do tend to agree that all of the beings on this earth are owed a life that they choose, not a life that has been thrust upon them. Alma, not a one of us here is not a danger to the others. And I speak for you on that matter as well. So don't pretend that we don't take certain risks for each other. This is an unnecessary risk. An unnecessary risk! Like the one we took when we went to the prison to spring your friend Xavier. But we did that because we trust each other. We take risks to help each other. Why can you not see this as helping? Sometimes we have to make hard decisions. I understand that, Alma. But we have to make these decisions together. How can you trust Flynn is making the decision as himself? Look me in the eyes. Were you not scared when you thought you were talking to him and it wasn't him? Were you not terrified? Of course. So what if that's happening right now and none of us know anything? You trusted me, and I appreciate that. And you went along with me. But I don't have a creature living inside of me. And he does. And we can fix it. And it's my fault that it's even inside of him, and you won't even let me fix it. Alma, didn't you have some kind of, some kind of catchphrase, some kind of code word? Isn't there some way to test this? I don't trust it. (laughs) That thing knows his mind. I told him I didn't trust it to start with. Hey, Freed. Yeah. Can you pull it out? Can you get it to talk to us? If we put Flynn in your cage. Yeah, we could, uh... I mean, I could sort of induce a uh, takeover, if that's what you're asking for. I want to speak to this thing. Yes. Perhaps let it tell us where it wants to be, if it could. All right. It's gonna be fun. And he waves his hand, and the platform with the cage comes down. The bridge forms, and you all walk over. And it is a single 10-foot-by-10-foot ten, ten cage in the center of this platform here. As he walks up, the cage magically opens by itself, a little door on the front of it. All right, if you make your way in. I'll, um... Take my backpack off with the weapons. Um, take my arrows off. Take my souvenir bag off. Hand it all to Kellogg. <laughs> I hope this helps. It's our best shot at some kind of clarity. And I'll... Uh, Look to Alma. I appreciate that you care. I don't trust anything you say until you don't have horns. Pancake Bumblebee. Whatever. 
monster. I'm gonna walk into the cage. All right, now, um, I'm just gonna need you to, can you just sit down and just relax as much as you can possibly relax? I'll sit down, cross my legs. All right, close your eyes. And as you close your eyes, you can hear in the back of your mind, as this knocking on the door gets louder and louder. And you can hear it get louder and even louder and even louder. And as you open your eyes, as the sound almost becomes unbearable, you are now locked in this circular stone room. Everyone else sees Flynn's eyes open up and they're completely black. All right, he's got the floor. Hello there. And Flynn opens his mouth and you guys hear, Vas rodoth irtu. What? What does, what does that mean? Hey, Fred. Oh, shit. Give me one second. <laughs> and he sort of, he runs over, he brings the, the cloak thing back down. He runs over, he gets his cloak back on and he runs back. And, uh, ah, sh- I'm, I'm sorry, I missed that one. He said, Vas rodoth irtu. Vas rodoth irtu. Ah, yeah. Uh, that means, uh, basically, he serves the outcast. But it's like, it's kind of a weird use of the word outcast. It's like, it's not an adjective, it's it's a noun. Like a person or a group of people. Basronath means outcast, means the outcast. Yeah. And like, anybody looking on sees kind of like connecting dots in his head. Right. People not being who they are anymore. Right. I serve the outcast. Which one of it? Alma, which which one of the headstones served the outcast? All of them. They all do? Yeah, they all serve the outcast. And the outcast is Vasranath. I look to uh, Flynn. What do you want? What do you want from this world? I like urgently look over. Hey, <laughs> Fred. He said he wants chaos. It's sort of the general thing of the Order of the Red Wolf is just sort of general chaos, but he also said that he wants to kill all of us, so that was a little cherry on top. I expected that much. <laughs> what more chaos do you want? The world's at war. People die for no reason. All the time. Balik dan o bast imadu. He says there's always more chaos to be had as long as there are gods in the sky. And what is your true form? Baspan Irno. Um, but he, he wants to show you, but I don't really think that that's a good idea. Well, 
Would that hurt then? I'd say most likely. I don't even think. I don't even think that's a question. Then we don't want to do it. Would it be possible to remove him before he assumed this true form? Do you have something to put him in? Now we need something to put him in. Yeah. I would venture to say that his true form is... The, the essence of it is lost. The moment he was discarded from his, his physical form and put in the crystal, I would right. say that that's his, his true form. So I would say whatever we put him in is going to be as close as he can get. Where is this Vastronathiers? Ban last cruel year. Um, he, he told you to go fuck yourself. Uh. How could you talk like Flynn before and not now? Bas ban rino, waklan kufir. Um, he was saying that he had to, uh, use a common tongue to try and get closer to you. But then Flynn came back. See? And he sort of used the common... When he said common tongue, he sort of said it with some disgust. So I I assume he's not going to... Yes, yes, we'll believe him. Or we can't all be as prestigious as people devoted to chaos for no reason. What's in the wastes? What's the storm in the waste? Walk, mock, ear, Um, he said that there's there's something out there that they're looking for. He said. He said salvation. I think is probably the closest. Infernal doesn't really have a word for salvation, but it's the closest. Salvation from what? From chaos? Bast Ikmaldul. I said, uh, salvation through chaos. Damn! Damn it all! And what if we could reunite you with your compatriots? Perhaps we could help you find your home, your true home. Um, he said he has no interest. But maybe that might bring us to them. What if we believed you? And I'll, uh, approach this cage. Uh, I'll get up to, like, uh, six inches from the, from the bars. What if I were to say... I understand. You're probably right. What truer law is there to this world than chaos? The gods can't help anyone. New world. And faith's only value is to put down others. What if chaos is salvation? 
Where should I go to follow your path? Iracto Fasbanrino. Um, he said that there's a, a storm in the waste. I, what I told you earlier. What if we took you there? Would you be nice? Would you let Flynn have the reins? And you see sort of a smile creep across Flynn's face as he nods slowly in the affirmative. I'll look up um, at, at Kellek as he says that and as he nods and I'll squint my eyes. Well, it's up to you. Do you believe this agent of chaos to be telling the truth? Perhaps another question is does he believe us? Uh, I'm going to pull down the curtain and cast um, Zone of Truth. Okay. Ooh. Over me, this guy. I don't have to believe him. Uh, I believe that's a charisma saving throw. Ooh, okay. It's going to be a 25. <laughs> He's got a snap block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what choice do we have, Alma? What do you mean? We got Flynn in a cage now, so we can go get you a sheep if you're so desperate to do things your way. Yeah, that's what I would prefer. We've been working so hard to try and get rid of this thing and save him, and now we're just going to, what, leave it in him? I don't understand. I just don't get it. All right, Alma. You don't have to be an arsehole about it. Shia. Yes? What are your thoughts? I was just thinking I could probably find an actual, and as I say actual, uh, my staff flicks out and the, <laughs> the, formerly, the formerly mass that was holding the sheep kind of like puffs, vanishes into a puff with a meh. <laughs> and uh, and uh, as, as I finish the word actual, actual uh, being, if I had enough time, I could probably coax one to come through here. I don't know how much time we have to be in this place or how long you would tolerate guests. Well, he wanted us to go get something and come back. I don't think that's out of the question. Right, Hayfried? Um, I'm fine with it. You're right if we leave Flynn here? Yeah. Or this fucker? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, and he sort of tries to pull you off to the side. I don't, I don't know how powerful this thing is. I mean, I'm holding a dragon. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the bar that we're going to set. If he's any more powerful than that, there's a chance that he could get out. But, I mean, then he's trapped in here. I would just say, yes, a tentative yes. We're fine. Well, yeah. How hard is it to find an animal? Uh, one of us can stay here with you. Just to make sure things don't go awry. This town has got like seven farms in it. 
you can you can find something. It could be a blue jay. It could be nothing. It's got to be bigger than that. It's got the the, right. the physical has to contain the sort of the strain of this possession. I'd say your friend over there. I mean, like, no offense to him because we're sort of the same stature, but that's probably pushing the limits of what. Uh, right. I'm surprised yeah. he's anywhere. Yeah. So I'd say anything. His size or larger. Well, Shia, Alma, why don't you go out? Find a creature that you're content to put this upon. And I'll stay here, pay for it, and look after Flynn. I don't think it's a matter of being content to do that to an animal. It, it, it's just sure. I understand. Off. It's it's practical. We shall find a willing host, animal or otherwise. And I sort of <clears throat> scoff as I say. Try if you bring back something that doesn't qualify, I'm going to be very upset. So just be sure, all right? I'll be sure. Okay. How do we get out of here? Um, if you just, if you just come with me, um, okay. and he walks back across the platforms to the original platform that you guys were standing at, you see that this wooden door is still there, um, as he reaches and opens it up and it opens up into another inky void, um, as he steps back through. Who is going with him? I am. I'll follow right behind her. I don't like this part. Okay. As you guys step out, um, your your air uh, air fills your lungs once again <laughs> as you realize you weren't actually really even breathing air in there. <sighs> um, so weird. And you guys walk out into his house. Flynn, your eyes open, seeing this room around you, and you see a shadowy figure in the corner looming over you. What would you like to do? <laughs> <laughs> I never know. I never know. <laughs> um, it's a room. There's the figure, and you said, "Is there any other objects in the room?" You said, "Was there a table?" Is there a table? There's just a table in the middle of the room, just as there was at the Iron Light Castle. Um, and what is this figure doing? Just standing there. Is he? And, and where, go ahead. As as he's standing there, for the first time, you sort of feel like this low vibrational rumble, like this deep, almost bass, fill your chest. It's just very low and very subtle, but it's almost like a vibration in this room. Um, and the positioning of us uh, and the table, where is every, where is everything? So as you appear in this room, you are on the far side of the room, away from the door. He is on the opposite side of the table from you. You guys are both standing there with a table in between and the door just beyond him. Um, I don't know if I did this before, but can I look at the table? Are there drawers? Um, you're looking at the table. It just looks like a simple wooden table. No drawers, anything. Okay. Um, and I'm unaware of what was happening outside. You could see. It was muffled. You couldn't really hear. So you could see um, Kellick, Olma, and Shrya standing there. You could see the cage. 
um, but you couldn't really pay attention to the conversation. And I'm kind of seeing that outside the doorway mm-hmm. on the other side of this. Yeah. So I'm getting glimpses behind this demon, this form. Um, I don't know. And every time I attack it, it doesn't do anything. Um, can I try and just reach out and touch it? I'll go around the table. I'll just like try and touch this being, this form. I know my attacks go through it, but maybe if it like, I'll do that. I'll just like reach out and try and touch the form. Okay. Um, you reach out and you try and touch it. It does not move. It lets you do this. And as soon as you move your fingers into its space, your fingers the temperature drops about 30 degrees as you move your hand into its space. Feels like a very cold, cold shadow. I'll, um, I'll keep it there and like just keep keep it in there. I don't know, move it around. Is it looking, does it look at me or is it just smoke? Do I see a face? You see the form of a head up at the top of it and you see these very long stretched out arms and limbs and it's almost like it's got this hunchback and it is looking directly down at you and as you look up you spot these two pinpoints of white where eyes would be and it is glaring right at you but it doesn't seem to move even when i put my hand on it or in it it doesn't it only seem- it only moved to it like its head to track you around the room as you move towards it <laughs> uh, do I have any knickknacks I can throw at this thing? Does it look like the the smoke is going to a certain location? No, like it's just sort of coalesced into this this sickly form. After a few moments of touching it and just realizing it's not moving. Are you going to say anything this time? How do you feel about making a deal? What kind of deal? A deal that would benefit us both. I'm listening. I take your body. I will give you a new one. Better than before. You will have abilities that you have never even imagined. You will be better in every way. But why wouldn't you just take that body and give me mine? I have bonded too closely to this one. My pact has been made with this one. I have made a deal I cannot go back on. What deal? For my soul, I was given abilities beyond what I could have ever imagined. 
deal with Vasrona. Who's that? He is the only one who will truly help us. He brings salvation. He brings continuation. What happens if they try and pull you out of my body? You see our friends out there. And as you look past, you can see them still in conversation, um, as at this point they have not left yet. I will kill them all. I promise you. And I promise I'll stop you. No deal. And I'll walk through him, through it, out the door. Okay. Um, I'm going to have you make a Christmas saving throw for me. Thirteen. You look at this thing, you walk right through him, and you press up against this gel exterior to the door, and you force, and you push, and this creature, the smoke, watches you as you pass through the door. And, Kalik, you see (gasps) Flynn come back into his body. (laughs) And Flynn, you see, just off in the distance, Olma and Shreya leaving this empty void Calix standing there right outside your cage and you hear in the back of your mind once again dum 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 and that is where we're going to end this session (laughs) (laughs) we're going to call it right there I don't like it at all Uh All right, that's where we're going to call it Uh, thank you all so much for listening Spooky episode. And we can't wait to see y'all again next week. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Hey, Russ here. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I'm here because I wanted to talk about something that we're doing that I think is really cool called Episode Spotlights. Basically, little moments of each episode um, broken down into one little video and posted on our YouTube channel. So feel free to go check those out if you want to. Um, Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter to see any new things we have in the works coming up. Uh, And also, if you'd like, leave a review. Uh, That really helps us out as well. And until next time, bye nerds. (laughs) 